Scott and Paul show for March 18th, 2019. Scott, what is going on? Oh, not much. What's up? Well, we actually have a pretty full show today, so let's go ahead and get into it. Got a little confused there. Not sure which one we're going to do first. Uh, let's go on patent news. We can jump into some... I feel like Digital Foundry today. Um, how about we go with this one? Sony Patent Deep Learning Adaptive PS5 Tailored to Your Experience. Let's go into the future. Um... Scalzi, this is the guy who managed to uncover one patent among thousands. Originally filed in 2018, this patent hints at deep learning to adapt the experience to the individual at the console level. Historically, this kind of adaptive model has been left up to the individual developer, but harnessing the power of the console, developers could potentially tap into... Completely new ways of customizing players' experiences to them. The patent even suggests that data from across various games could adapt other games to each player. I.e., if you are recognized as an experienced or skilled player, it can automatically remove tutorial prompts, or it could add aim assist or other helpful things for beginners and less skilled players. So, this is the first patent we're going to talk about today. So, Scott. A nice little adaptive learning for PS5, possibly. What do you think? Um, just... I don't know. I don't see the potential good out of this. I mean, just... <laughs> Here's an idea. When you turn a game on, press A to go forward next menu uh or the first menu push x to turn on tutorials push y to turn them off i don't know just seems kind of waste of resources well it could be things like well we know you're really good at video games so it's going to automatically adjust the experience to how you play games it's right. Not, it's not going to start you off on beginner. It's going to go ahead and adjust it the game automatically to uh, normal or to advanced, whatever the settings are. So it will give you the best game level that you can play at. Um, yeah, I'm not excited for this one. I mean, I'd have to have a better pitch than that. <laughs> other things would be... Um, like aim assist like it was saying there other things would be inverted controls it would go ahead and automatically do that for you because you're one of those inverted guys. I'm sold I'm sold right there every game it's that you on. play it would automatically adjust it for you just like that um Okay. If it has the options to turn the blur off, motion blur, it would automatically do that because it knows that's what you like. It would go ahead and probably do that. Now you're making sense. So it, it knows what you like. It fixes that. 
So it, it learns what you like. I don't like it. It's too dangerous. It's going to take over our military computers. This is like Connect all over again. We'll try to be Skynet. Yeah. It's too much power in the hands of the multinational corporations. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's pretty, pretty convenient, I guess. Um, I do have to go in every time I start a new first-person shooter, or, well, anything really, and invert the controls. I have to make the controls right. I have to make them correct. Yeah. So. Well, something like this, like add amuses, things like that. Well, it knows. That you always invert. Well, it should automatically do it now. It should automatically adjust it. Because you always do that. Yeah, it's pretty handy. Yeah. I always turn blur... Most of the time I turn motion blur off, depending on how good it is. Yeah, about the only thing I ever mess with is... I will... uh invert the cameras and I'll make sure that I am at least on normal difficulty I don't like beginner or casual typically or the ones that are like this is just for somebody that likes to enjoy the story so and the um, second one was wireless playstation VR patent no reason to really get too involved in it, but it is what you think it is. Wireless VR. Um, Oculus has one. I believe it's Oculus. It's not out yet, I don't think, or it may be. But it's not as powerful as the current version. Uh, the patent says absolutely nothing about this being a brand new version. Of the headset. And the system in there just shows a PlayStation 4, not a PlayStation 5. So. I mean, the problem you're going to have is latency. But maybe PlayStation, well, Sony could fix the issue. Yeah, I mean, latency. I wonder what that would do for motion sickness. If your body's moving a certain way and the image doesn't quite match up, I don't. I don't really. I've never really looked into VR a whole lot because right now I'm just kind of waiting to see if they ever have a wealth of games come out for it. Enough good quality games. Um, battery power. There's a lot of good games right now for it. Right, yeah. but um, not the, what's the, grabbing me. The problem is, they have more. They have experiences. They don't have games. That's the problem. Yeah. I mean, what I want is eight to twenty-hour games, and you're not getting that. You're getting two-hour games. I'm, eh. Even though I complain, I don't have enough time to play my games. You know, if they were two-hour games, I could have plenty of time to play them. Yeah, I just want to be able to be as immersed as I can. Um, 
I really would like to see like some extensive survival horror type games on there. But I mean, wireless. I mean, that's going to be awesome. You know. Yeah, it'd be awesome. You're not going to step too far and yank your ports out or your cords or pull your PlayStation off of the entertainment center or whatever. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, I think I think VR. I think it's going to happen. Like, it's happened, but I think it's going to become a lot more mainstream in the next ten years. Like a lot. Yeah, unless augmented reality destroys VR. Augmented reality is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even on like a fucking 3DS, it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So uh, unless Apple figures it out, and which Apple's really into it, so. Yeah. If if they put out those glasses, and it takes over the world, and Sony can't keep up. Well, we'll see. As long as I can get the um, virtual console on AR, right? Yeah. Like, you you know, you go shop and, like, the cartridges are right there and you just snatch them up. Now, the other two patents that we know about that I don't have on here, but we talked about it before. Um, Now, that's either an airplane going ahead or something else. Sorry, it's West End, and I have the window open. That's a plane. Hope it doesn't get shot down. Again, West End. The um, the first patent was the basically a Team Xbox patent where... I like Team Xbox where they went in on every single game and they individually up it the 4K... They are using an AI, and I believe this a chip. They will take all the old PlayStation games, are like 480, and what was uh, PlayStation 2 games? Uh, 720. There were some, I think. Yeah, but I think it's all still is 480i. Right, and I'm pretty. I'm 90% sure you're right there. All those games and the PlayStation 3 games. They will all be uprest to 4K through uh, AI. And then the other one is backward compatibility for every game on all systems. One through PlayStation 4. So you have... Um, the adaptive learning and those two patents, everything goes through. PlayStation Five could be pretty badass. Out the gate. Of course, I don't know what games you're going to get, but out the gate, PlayStation Five would be pl- pretty sweet if it did that. So, if that happens, Scott, are you interested? Day one. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it could clear off some self space for you. Absolutely. At least the backward compatibilities. The only thing I couldn't do with it is Rock Band 3. Well, Rock Band 2. Because I can't move my music over. It's stuck on that system. And that's not Sony's fault. That's the 
music company's fault. You can't go from generation to generation on all of those. Well, all the different architectures and everything. Well, no, so. it's, it's music license. They said, fuck you, we're not moving. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, yeah. Yeah, it's not Sony. <laughs> That's greedy-ass record companies. So all those licenses will not transfer over. I'm stuck on that system forever for those games. Oh, well, I don't want to buy new batteries. Or a new guitar. It was fun while it lasted. Rock Band 2 was fun back in the day. Uh, Rock Band 2 was was good. It was um, I got my start with 3. Ended up getting an old copy. Well, I mean, I guess I found the copy of 2 used. So I played a good bit of... I played uh, Rock Band 2, I think, on PS... I don't remember what system I played that on. I know I played 3 on Xbox 360. Yeah. Well, speaking of Xbox, Master Chief Collection coming to PC, and guess what? Reach is going to be included. This is straight from their press release. The Master Chief's arrival on PC will happen in stages, with each title releasing one by one over time giving the development teams the ability to ensure each one is right while giving players a chance to jump in right away rather than having to wait for the entire suite of games to be completed. Our current plan is for the journey to begin with the launch of Halo Reach, the fictional beginnings of Master Chief's saga, with the rest of the titles following in chronological order thereafter. Halo Reach... Halo Combat Evolved, Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo 3 ODST campaign, and Halo 4 will each be available for individual purchases within Master Chief Collection as they become available. And each game will evolve and grow over time with community input. Next, on Halo 1 specifically, Halo reaches multiplayer content, which includes Forge and the Theater, will be automatically included for everyone who owns Halo the Master Chief Collection, while Halo Reach's campaign and Firefly experiences will be offered together as a premium digital add-on. However, Xbox Game Pass subscribers... <coughs> oh, God. Xbox Game Pass subscribers will have access to the entirety of Halo Reach within Master Chief Collection as part of their subscription. Halo Reach will be will look and play just as great when it lands on the Microsoft Store and Steam with campaign multiplayer and firefight available for purchase as the first step in this PC journey. So it's coming to PC. That's what everybody wanted. Well, I hope the mouse control is good. Because I am trying to remember. I believe Halo 2 was on PC. Halo 1 was on PC. Halo 2 Halo was on PC. 1. Okay, one of them. And um, Negative Ghost Rider. Just, I did not, I was not into that at all. I could not, I don't know if it, it just didn't seem like it, it didn't seem like at the time that Master Chief was connected properly to what was going on on screen. Now it could just be the Halo 2. I don't know. 
if it was some company that a poor port, but hopefully with this they've they have that all corrected. Oh, they better. They, oh yeah, <laughs> they better because if it don't play, if it don't play right, yeah. Well, they are doing it one at a time, so the second one, well, one at a time. So you're not going to get a next one out until the first one's fixed. So, yeah. Um, I'm still trying to get through the first one, but it's a long, long way. I mean, I started playing Anthem. I was having no fun with it, and then heard about the Tombs mission, and I said, "Nope, I quit." And then I went to. Uh, Destiny 2, which is probably exactly what they did not want to happen. No. Yeah. The Tombs mission is it's about 10 hours into the game. And the story ramps up, ramps up, ramps up, and it gets really good, and then, boom, it just stops right in the middle. 10 hours into the game, like, okay, before you advance any further, you need to start going around and collecting all this bullshit. You need to uh, Repair X number of javelins. You need to have X number of uh, keys. You need to pick up all this extra bullshit. And, or you're not going any further in the story. It's a bunch of retrieval crap. And there's no easy way to like say, if you're on PlayStation 4, just hit the touchpad and everything will pop up and you can see what you've collected. No, there's no easy way to do it. So I said, I'm out. I'm done. Now the way the game is designed, if there's a problem, they can go in right now and three hours later, boom, it's fixed. And it's right up on the server. You don't have to wait for a big major update. You can just go ahead and fix it. So they can go in there and they can cut all that down to, well, okay, instead of having to prepare 15 javelins, okay, just fix two. Which means you actually have to go online and pair up with people and play. No, no, all that crap's still there. So, hey, screw you, I went back and played Destiny 2, which I got with PlayStation Plus, and I'm actually having fun. And I don't have to play with other people. I can just play single player like game. Sounds great. Yeah. Fuck. Force multiplayer. Yeah. 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 Well, speaking of EA, Star Wars: Fallen Order to debut at Celebration Chicago. This is a little old news, but hey, it's EA. At Star Wars Celebration Chicago, fans will get their first look at what's coming next in Star Wars. And it's uh, going to be uh, Saturday, January, oh, January, April 13th. EA and Respawn will talk about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. In which it's talk, uh, who is a Padawan who survived Order 66. Which in the original script, it was Order 666. Remember that? 
and explore the galaxy in the time after the fall of the Jedi Order. Um, well, if the game is not canceled by then, maybe. Yeah, and if it's made by somebody that's not EA, that'd be great, too. Um, uh, apparently, from what I've heard, EA has actually not touched the game. They've been uh, hands-off. Not, not what I've heard, but what from, from the... Uh, I forgot what podcast it was. It was one of the... Um, IGNs, they were saying, oh, they've been hands-off. Supposedly. Well, I mean, that could be good. Um, It's Respawn, and the game director from God of War 3, it was Sid. He's really good. If you let him do do what he's supposed to do. I just hope that, you know, they're... The lightsaber combat is on point. Well, I mean, he knew what he was doing with God of War. I know. I just I hate swinging a lightsaber in these games, and it feels like a foam bat. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I hate swinging a lightsaber, and it takes like seventeen hits to knock a guy down. Yeah, I mean, I get like it was not a very good game, but the Obi Wan Kenobi game for the original Xbox at least gave an explanation for this that they had a special mineral they made their armor with and that's why so i could overlook a lot of the flaws as long as my lightsaber was didn't feel underpowered did you pick up the free star wars game this month on xbox yeah i played um jedi academy yeah uh i played like four or five missions of it all my game time for the last week was spent playing an old xbox title like that that i mean it's definitely better on pc but wasn't a bad port. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. But I like that when I hit a stormtrooper with my lightsaber, they die instantly. <laughs> I'm sure it looks good on EX too. I just haven't yeah. played it yet. Downloaded it. No, I mean, there's a there's a couple enemies in there. There's some robots, and there are these like uh, infiltrator type units that take like two hits, and sometimes one. Just depends. Um, plus, you know, you still have like the amputations and stuff with like the arms and all that. I wish they would put it in where if I swing my saber whatever angle it goes to the body that's how the body collapses they'll never do that not now CA right man you know how awesome that would be just well you don't have blood everywhere but you just have body parts just flying all over the place well it probably wouldn't make sense because of the um it's gonna automatically do it anyway Castlevania anniversary collection it's been rated by Australian ratings board. But uh, we have no idea what's actually on the game. It was rated PG by the Australian Classification Board for mild themes, mild violence, and very mild nudity. That's it. That's all we know. Scott. Uh, Mild nudity. Based on all of this, Scott, what do you think's in the box? What's in the box? Probably. What's in the box? Probably Super Castlevania Four, if you're talking nudity in that series. That's the that's the. Anyway, if you're talking about the 16-bit era, anyways, I mean, I guess there is some 
mild, blurry nudity in the Game Boy DS titles with some of the characters. But the, I remember the Medusa Snake Boss specifically being topless. Or Snake character. I haven't played through that game in a long time. I'll have to try that out. I don't think she had nipples. But regardless... Um, so that would be the mild nudity I could think of. You're going with NES, SNES era. Well, I mean, you might end up with um, um, Rondo of Blood too. I mean, that's possible. We already had that though. In a collection. Yeah, there was a collection, wasn't there? Yeah. Not that's not to say this couldn't have it. Hmm. I don't think there's ever been a box collection of the NES, SNES titles, though, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh, it'd be cool if it had Bloodlines in it. That game's pricey to get if you're going to play it on a cart. Yeah, because the last one we had was Symphony of Night, Rondo of Blood collection. That was that bogus-ass collection we had last time that had the bad Symphony of Night um, voiceover. Yeah. Yeah. Still pretty badass have both those games in one little disc. I'm just saying. It was PSP. Yeah. Was it PSP? Yeah, it was PSP. It was PSP. Yeah. I didn't bother trying to find my Symphony Night PlayStation. Even though the PlayStation 3 is backward compatible, I was like, ah, screw it. I'm not going to look for it. And I just went ahead and bought Symphony Night again on PlayStation 3, the store, so I can have it on my PlayStation 3. It's $10. Yeah, I mean it's ten dollars. And I have the three hundred and sixty version, and I bought years ago. Unfortunately, the three hundred and sixty version digitally is a, a horrible port. Because the control sucks. Well, the control sucks, and also they cut things out of the game. I wouldn't know that. Yeah, they cut out some of the. Um, I think they cut some of the videos out because back then. In order for the Xbox Arcade to be a full Xbox Arcade, you had to cut. I forgot what you couldn't be over seven hundred megs or six hundred megs or some bullcrap like that. So they had to cut it down. PlayStation didn't care, so it's it's not the complete game. Um, I mean the actual game game it is, but because but do certain uh, cutscenes or not. Um. Well, um, I just want to know when it comes out. Could be coming soon. Well, oh, that sucks. Yeah. Well, we're running late. Let's not worry about this Sega thing. Um, it's stupid. Just like the Disney part at the bottom. <laughs> it's just stupid. <laughs> You're gonna have a whole new voice actor because the guy that plays him got busted with coke. Like any kid is going to know that this voice actor got busted for cocaine or care. <laughs> I mean, I could see if he was in the game and saying. Hey, kids, use cocaine, but, I mean, whoop de do. It's just a waste of freaking time. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Nobody's going to know what the hell we're talking about. Pissing me off, though. In Tokyo, actor 
Masanora Taki, 51, who plays gangster. He plays a gangster in the game Yakuza. That also uses his likeness, which that is the problem. Was arrested on Tuesday night. I believe this was the 12th of suspicion of using cocaine. It is reported to have. He's reported to have admitted to using a small quantity, a small, small, minutia quantity of cocaine, according to the Japan Times. This followed a search by authorities of Mr. Takai's car and home and his subsequent arrest after traces of cocaine were found in a urine test. Of course, Japan has strict drug laws, and possession of cocaine can carry a sentence of up to seven years. Japan is not fun when it comes to drugs. Quote, Sega has received the arrest reports and are currently confirming the facts, but for the time being, we will voluntarily refrain from shipment and digital sales of judgment, that's their new game, as well as from things like posting the product's homepage, end quote. The company said in a statement as translated by the game's website, Gasuma? I don't go there. On Twitter, Sega said it would also be deleting marketing tweets about the game. Judgment launched for PlayStation 4 in December 2018 in Japan and is due out in Americas on in Europe in on June 25th. There is no word on whether Taki is the West. Is it Takai? I think it's Takai. Like George Takai. Could be Takis. Arrest will affect the Western release. Now here's the fun part. This is not the first time that Sega has changed the course of a game because of the actor's conduct. Of an actor's conduct. When the company re-released Yakuza 4 for PlayStation 4 in Japan, one of the game's protagonists was recast to be played by a different actor. Tokashi Mashuda. This was because the original actor, Hiroki Nam- uh, Namura, had retired in 2016. Fallen? Nari Mia. Nari Maya. Had retired in 2016 following allegations of cocaine abuse. So, what's the deal with all these Yakuza actors and cocaine? Oh, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, maybe maybe I'm wrong. I, I'm I'm seeing a a, a, pattern. a pattern here. Um, okay, so there was an update to the story. Square Enix has announced that it will be changing the voice of Olaf, originally voiced by Takai, in the Japanese version of Kingdom Hearts Three. As the decision was made, no other information, including who will replace him, has been announced. So, uh. Well, actually, I said most, but actually, I got everything from the BBC. Um, yeah. Yakuza 4. Yeah, this is fun. Thing is, if, if you haven't played these games and I started playing it, the man looks totally like Yakuza. I can see where they went with them. Yeah. Well, I mean, Japan's I know, they're, they're worried about their image, I guess. Sega? I think it's a waste of time. Well, I mean, it's it's it's. it's Jap- if they walked into my yard right now. I'd tell them to get off my lawn. Who, I'm just grouchy Sega? about this. Sega. It's Japan. I mean, things are different there. 
It's mean, true. Look at the way uh, Nintendo runs their shit. <laughs> it's first off, he admitted doing it, so I don't know if that's going to help him. And they found it. I say he's out of the series. I would say he is a safe bet to be gone. Problem, just like just like Aunt Becky on Fuller House. <laughs> and now it's going to be difficult to replace him because he's a. I don't know if they killed him off or not. I haven't played it, the whole thing through. But um, if your likeness is in the entire game, that's rough. Yeah, it's a lot of resources there. Yeah. Alright, let's go down to Alien Isolation Digital Series. The, what they were talking about. Ooh, ooh, digital series. Ooh, ooh, play, watch, read, jerk off. The digital Ugh. series of Alien Isolation, this is exactly what it was. This is a little bit older news, but we finally got to it. Uh, literally comprises the cutscenes from the video game. This is how hard they worked on this. Is it was or is edited into seven parts with additional scenes woven into the original material. The intent here, to quote the announcement, is to bring the tale of Amanda Ripley to life in a whole new way. It's a whole new world, kids. The series debuted on IGN on Thursday, February 28th. So, Scott, did you actually get to watch this? I sat through it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> what is this trite? I, that, yeah. It's... You need to watch at least a few minutes of the third or fourth episode just so you can see the composition of Ripley on the screen. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous it's just so stupid looking um it fills in a few little minor details in between some events uh and it sheds a little more light on the end the end part of the game which actually was kind of creepy and cool but like basically what they did was they used this really shitty 3d model animated model of ripley and they went into the game and they went to a section of the game and stared at some scenery and recorded it. And then they very poorly composited Ripley over top of it. I mean, it really looks so amateur for the most part. I mean, again, when it got down to Ripley flying through space, it didn't look too bad at the end. But the rest of it, wow. I mean, I mean, it's some, it's, it's some content we didn't have that they threw like 40 bucks at so whatever i mean that's cool but um you didn't have to pay for it clearly but the uh and they had some good ideas but it's just it was just so hard to take any of it seriously when the composition was so poor i mean wow (laughs) but you know since we're talking about the digital series they have a 40th anniversary short films that are coming out in May. Yeah, I uh, retweeted this. I didn't put it in the story. And that was actually a pretty cool-looking trailer 
there's a teaser for it. And I can't swear to it, so just let me explain this as I recall it. Is that these were authorized shorts. And I believe they might have been able to use some assets from the series. And they picked six filmmakers. I don't know who the hell they are. Um, And I don't know how they picked them. But, I mean, really the shorts look pretty good. I hope they're more involved than just copying some of the familiar story beats that we get from the Alien series. But, I mean, the teaser trailer was pretty good. And, uh... I, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm kind of waiting to see it. So, and there's a fellow from AVP Galaxy, that is a website that I frequent, and uh, he's always active on the message board. So he's been quiet about this for a while. So he was able to talk about it a little bit. Um, so that's someone I've argued about canon and stuff with before. That was kind of neat. So I think it was a competition, maybe, and people submitted films. I don't know if they're actually, I think they might've been allowed to use sound effects or something. I can't remember what it was, but anyways, these were the winners if I'm not mistaken. So, and again, the teaser looks pretty good. So this is a part of the watch thing. So, and there are six, six films, seven. Oh, on the watch thing. Yeah. Yeah. On the, um, the animated, the short film short thing film. is six. Yeah. yeah. Is it kind of like that Enter the Matrix that came out 20 years ago? You mean Animatrix? Yeah, the Animatrix, Enter the Matrix, whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, Animatrix. I actually like that. There's like... Yeah, I like the Animatrix. What was it? 20 minutes each little short film? Something like that. I yeah. think there might have been a few that were even shorter than that. The one that stuck with me was The Runner. Yeah, those were good. I like that. Yeah. Um, I didn't like the Matrix, but I didn't like those. It's weird. You didn't like the original Matrix? I, no, I didn't like any of them. Mm, I didn't like two and three. But anyways, um, these are not My anime. understanding is the reason why they, the series went to crap is because they got sued. Because they stole some guy's story. And that's why I went to shit. So they had to complete. Yeah, they didn't do a very good job with the second and third one. I thought the first one was really, really good. So they had to completely change their story. <clears throat> well, uh, Frank Miller, Superman, Year One. Written by Frank Miller, illustrated by John Romina Jr. Hardcore, $30. Um, on sale, November 12th. 2019, from legendary writer Frank Miller comes a groundbreaking, definitive treatment of Superman's classic origin story, with art by John Romita Jr. This story details new revelations that reframe the Man of Steel's most famous milestones, from Kyle's frantic exile from Krypton, to Clark Kent's childhood in Kansas, to his inevitable rise to become the most powerful and inspiring superhero of all time. Well, Scott, you down for this one? Well, I'm Frank Miller's usually good, so I might have to check this one out. Superman's my guy. 
Yeah, you didn't get uh, Dark Knight 3. It's pretty good. Better than Dark Knight 2. $30 is rough for hardcore. I mean, hardcore, yeah. Hardcover, so paperback is probably the way to go. Um, that's everything, I think, for the news. So, on to the main topic. 1988, right? Is that where we're at? 88. Well, time to narrow these things down and get the best film of 1988. First things first, let's go through our honorable mentions. Um, these are the films that did not make the cut. The Deadpool. Guns N' Roses are actually in this film. Uh... The scene where they are shooting a harpoon gun, um, Axl Rose and Steven are actually missing in this, and the reason why is basically a chick roofied Steven <laughs> in the night before, and he got all screwed up. He's poisoned, and Axl decided to uh, spend the night with him in the hospital. So that's why they are not there. Uh, the Blob was remade that year. Scott, she ate it. Uh, Cradles 2, the main, <laughs> the main course, and Rain Man. I did not like that movie, but it was a top grossing film that year. So, the movies we got to go through. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Coming to America. Big Twins. Die Hard, Beetlejuice, Scrooged, Willow, Bull Durham, The Land Before Time, Young Guns, The Great Outdoors, Mississippi Burning, Child's Play, Alienation, License to Drive, Bloodsport, McAmey, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark and Pumpkinhead. Well, I don't know if Siri's gonna work or not, but Scott, you can try Heads or Tails. Tails. Let's do this. Hey Siri, flip a coin. It's heads this time. Oh man, I get to go. So Richard Pryor has burned out by this point, right? Mm, He's basically I think so. I think his, I think his Hollywood days are spent. Well, Ooh, geez. Um, I am going to get rid of Boulder. Not my favorite baseball film. Nah, I'm mine. I'm not. Man, could do without it. Um, this is a harder. This one's a little more difficult than you would think on the surface when you first look at it, and then you really start to kind of... I'm going to go with Mac and Me. Mm. I didn't even care for that that much when I was a kid. Mm. Mainly because Mac just creeped me the hell out. (laughs) 
I see where you have that cursor at. That's ridiculous. Oh, no. To even tease. That's, that's not why. <laughs> I wasn't even paying attention. Um, Kuma's taste going to start a little early here, bro. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, okay. License to drive. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh... Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Oh, man. It's not bad by any stretch. Actually, I just now would probably would have went for another one, but I'll just wait. I can bring her back. I can resurrect her. Nope. Send her. Send her right on down the road. She ain't yeah. making top five. She will not survive. Yeah. Um... Mississippi burning. Ooh. All right. I'm going to burn Pumpkinhead. Wow. Shocking coming from you. Yeah, I'm, I'm a horror nut, but you know what? The problem with Pumpkinhead isn't Pumpkinhead. The problem with Pumpkinhead is when they went into the Alien movies, all the aliens have Pumpkinhead's hands, and they look freaking ridiculous so fuck pumpkin head hmm. it's a pretty good movie though she's uh, Louise okay alright I can do this mm, twins Ooh. I'm a coward Scott I'm a coward yeah I took the easy way out. All these other movies are really close in quality, except for there's one standout. Maybe two. Maybe mm. three. I, I, I got a top three in mind. Uh, uh, I think there's one in there that we don't want to cut because of the fact we have a lot of childhood memories because we were young. <laughs> it's possible. And we have I'm still attention. nailing Scrooged. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting rid of Scrooged? That's my safe play, yeah. Uh, right. hmm. Scrooge is a great film. It is. Uh it's a little slow. But it's good. Slow for what it's supposed to be. Well, I'm doing something that people will think. Are you fucking serious? But fuck it. I agree. I'm doing it anyway. Number one. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Getting rid of it. Oh, I thought he was going to burn uh, Beetlejuice. No. Um. I got rid of it because of that scene where he murdered a poor shoe. Like yeah, and that has bothered me since I watched <laughs> that movie in the theater. Yeah. Fuck that movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I was like killing um, the dog. Fuck you. Young Guns. Young Guns. Uh, I like Young Guns too better. Okay, here's our top ten. Coming to America. Big. 
Die Hard, Beetlejuice, Willow, The Land Before Time, The Great Outdoors, Child's Play, Alienation, Bloodsport. Damn, this is a good top ten. I think I have a top three. Is it my go? Yes, it's your turn. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah. This isn't much easier than 87. Well, I mean, to me, there's one clear cut. But other than that, yeah, 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 yeah. it kind of gets muddy. Well, I, I knew what I wanted for 87 but and 88, but I got fucked on those. Uh, I mean, 87. Oh boy. <laughs> Great outdoors. That's where I was leaning. Uh, shot the bear. <laughs> he shot him right in the ass. In the head. In the head, yeah. I just watched that last summer. Um out of everything that's left on here, and this is based on movies you enjoy the most. Rather than, you know, all the other stuff. I'm going to shock the world right now and cut Beetlejuice. Wow. I'm cutting Beetlejuice. I think there are five movies that I enjoy more on this one. Hmm. I just watched Beetlejuice like a month ago because I was all excited to show it to my family because my wife was like, I've never seen Beetlejuice. I was like, bullshit. And my kids are all into most of the stuff that I watch. I was like, it's great. It's great. And I could not wait for it to go off. Nice. I was like, what has happened? Nice fucking model. Well. Okay. It's between two movies. Oh, God. <laughs> Fuck it, Willow. Ooh. Um, I'm going to say Alien Nation. That was my other one. Because the TV series is better. Yes, it is. Uh, Alien Nation probably shouldn't have survived as long as it did. Well, I mean, it had a lot of great stuff, but... If it wasn't for the movie, there would be no TV series. Okay. Coming to America, Big, Die Hard, The Length for Time, Child's Play, and Bloodsport. Your turn, buddy. Really? It's me? Yeah, I just cut alienation. Oh, shit. Oh, boy. You know, there's a lot of sympathy for Lim for a time. I think that comes from our childhood. I think so, too. I mean, it's a good movie. No doubt. But... Child's Play, Chucky, that was a great film. Bloodsport, Van Damme. I mean, let's be honest. We know Die Hard's going to win this one. Yep. I'm cutting big. 
Wow. Yeah. I really thought it was going to be Land Before Time. Um, yeah. I don't... I agree. I agree with top five. Big gets slow. Yes. And it's the if obvious the, choice. If the criteria is strictly the movie you enjoyed more, for me, I will go Bloodsport over Die Hard. But I recognize that Die Hard is better as a whole film. Die Hard's first 30 minutes is slow as fuck. Right. Well, so is Bloodsport. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, it the is. Warm, they have the warm up scene, but then it dies out for 20 or 30 minutes. It's all flashbacks. Yeah. It's all flashbacks. I fucking hate flashbacks. Yep. Die Hard straight storytelling. But once he's done getting the Nakatomi Plaza and terrorists get in there, I'm sorry, they're capitalists. They're not terrorists. You're. It's all. Shit and get. Okay, so let me go ahead and do this. So, Die Hard, we know, is number one. Alright. Now we gotta put these in order. So, Die Hard would be number one. I think coming two would definitely be coming to America, right? I think so, yeah. Would this be the top five? Die Hard coming to America, Land Before Time, Child's Play, and Bloodsport? I could go with that. Actually, I like Bloodsport better than Child's Play. I do too. I, I mean, I like Bloodsport better than all of them, but I recognize that it it's it is it is way too flashback heavy in the first half. I think I've watched well, Bloodsport more than. Have I watched Bloodsport more than Die Hard? I think I have. I think I've watched Bloodsport more than any of these. You can thank TBS for that shit. Oh, yeah. But I just watched Bloodsport. I've watched all of these except Coming to America in the past year. My God, think of all the times we've seen Van Damme's ass. Yeah. Well, not that many because I usually watch it on TBS. (laughs) When I finally got the rent, I was like, it's his butt. (laughs) So... Yeah, I think I, I mean. So maybe it should be. I, I think that I do think that's better. Die Hard. Blood I mean, Sport, think about how America. Out of these five movies, when you were, you know, around eighty-eight through, you know, ninety-one, ninety-two. Bloodsport was like a fucking force of nature. Oh yeah. To kids, you know what I mean. Die Hard was a great action movie. It wasn't a force of nature to kids. Bloodsport was. Kind of like Karate Kid. Yeah, everybody wanted to be Van Damme. Yeah, everybody in school could tell you about fucking Frank Dukes, even though it was a load of bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Put up your Dukes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kumbate. Yeah, that that guy just died, too. Did you know that? No. The, The handler... Just passed away recently. I saw it on Van Damme's Twitter or something. And a badass song, too. Kumate. Kumate. Oh, yeah. The music's fucking awesome. Fight to Survive. Is that the theme song? Something like that. Um, It's on my... Yeah, it's Fight to Survive. It's on my... Uh, um, Workout tape. 
Workout mix. My workout, boxing, running, whatever that I'm doing, I'm I I listen to that shit. That night, a tiger probably. Some guy, yep, I the tiger. Um, <laughs> like Fluger's theme song. <laughs> oh, I never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Some fella names. Maybe no fight to survive might have been. Yeah, fight to survive. That's. Yeah, that's blood sport. Never give up is kickboxer. That's the other one. I have a kickboxer song. Thing is, Die Hard, everybody could possibly be Die Hard. Guy, white tank top, that could be us. It was, bald. Yeah, yeah, bald. That's definitely us now. But no, Die Hard I'm 2 is when he started being more superhuman. Die Hard 3 and all that. But Die Hard 1 is a real guy. Yeah. Bloodsport, nah, that's not us. We I haven't even watched the last one. We can never be Frank Dukes. No, that's when he has a kid. He's all grown up and he's a cop. Frank Dukes couldn't even be Frank Dukes. No, no. He made all that shit up. So. He punched through bulletproof glass. He had a silenced revolver. (laughs) The the cylinder, you can't silence it by putting a fucking silencer on the end of it. It's a revolver. There's there's openings in the back of it, too. And if you ever watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, it's all diehard. I mean, I guess you could try to silence it, but movies get silencers wrong anyways. They're uh, way louder than... Yeah. They still cause ear damage. That's what people don't get. Silencers don't go... Pew! Pew, pew! Yeah, they They're do. If you play Metal Gear Solid, it does. In... Industrial and can, areas. And you can hide in a box and nobody can find you. Huh? Huh? Yeah. If you get so. spotted, it goes... Alright. Die Hard, Bloodsport, Coming to America, The Limb for Time, and Child's Play. That is it. Um, If you disagree with us on this one, you're wrong because we both agreed. So, ScottPaulShow at gmail.com. Twitter, ScottPaulShow. Or Scott versus Paul. That's it. Scott, get the people something to play. Um, Republic Commando. Backwards compatible on Xbox. Yes, I don't know if it's still free or not. For games with gold. Fucking buy it. Buy it. It's probably like $10 <laughs> now. That's right. It's a great game. It's not 4K now, so yeah, it's $10. All right, that's it. We're going to go. Goodbye.